0: Welcome to the Her Podcast. Today we have a special guest with us, Ms. Sheila Buck. Hello, Ms. Sheila. Thanks for coming out and taking time out of your busy schedule to come and let us talk to you and and get to know you a little bit better. I am delighted that I could. We really, we, um, the Allen Church of Christ got to hear her speak at our uh, Ladies' Day, and she did an amazing job, very much a big eye-opener and over the recipes for living, and uh, some really great Really great points that you've made, and like I said it's a big big eye opener if you haven't heard it. it is really good, thank you, thank you, and I think the biggest thing that i that stuck in my mind out of all that was the three minutes in darkness and how your eyes will adjust, and that relating that to like the sin in the world today and how we can get comfortable with sin and badness and the dark in the world and it's scary to think about just three minutes yes really so. but thankfully we
1: have the word and if we
0: keep going back to the word then our eyes will be open yes ma'am yes um, so for um, some of our followers who uh, might not know you would you mind giving us uh, telling us a little bit about yourself sure
1: um Sheila Keckler-Butt is my name and uh Dan and I have done mission work. I've done lots of mission work. I have uh, studied Greek and hermeneutics, and for the past 25 years, I've taught ladies' days and lectureships and just enjoy teaching ladies. As I told Kristen earlier, 20 years of my life, I dedicated to raising my own children, and that was also one of the greatest joys of my life. I sincerely believe that your children are your first mission field when you're a Christian mother, and that that's the biggest responsibility that you have. And then after the boys were grown, I was a Representative for eight years served in the Tennessee state legislature, and that was certainly a good experience as well and Since I have been out of that, I have started a women's ministry called Sister Servant Soldiers in Christ, and it's for all of us sisters and servants and soldiers to work together and do the things that we can do for the Lord in our proper role as Christian women and you and I both know that Christian women can build up the church, help the church grow here and all around the world. so I'm very excited about having the next few years to do that.
0: Yes, ma'am that's good i'm excited to learn more about your sister's servant thank you i thought it was interesting that i told my two granddaughters who
1: are 20 and 21 when i got out of the legislature that i was going to do this mm-hmm. and they said oh Bibi, when you can't do it anymore we'll take that over oh, so they beautiful. never did tell me they wanted to be a state representative but they did
0: tell me they wanted to do mission work so i thought that was pretty great that is that's pretty neat yeah that's pretty neat you've been a huge role model for them and the choices that you've done and things and I well, appreciate that. I'll be glad that for them to yeah. work with me and be able to do that. That will be awesome. But yeah. well, we have taken a poll, and I'd like to ask you some of those questions, if you don't mind. Okay. What is your favorite Bible verse, and why? You
1: know, this is a funny thing, because so many verses in the Bible mean so much to all of us. But sometimes it depends depends on what you're going through at the time. A okay. certain verse means more to a certain time than others. But probably the verse that means the most to me is the first verse of the entire bible that says in the beginning God because if you believe that in the beginning God created heaven and earth and each one of us then a lot of other things in this world that you're just told constantly you can just pretty much tune those out because you believe in the beginning God created the heaven and earth created every one of us gave us a spirit like his spirit and so if you believe in the beginning God then your faith is built on a very strong foundation. That's definitely- so that, that's probably my favorite verse.
0: All right. What, or when
1: and where did you become a Christian? Well, this is an interesting story as well, because I was not a Christian when we married. Oh. And uh, all my life had gone to all kinds of denominational churches. Mm-hmm. Our parents had taken us to vacation Bible schools, and I, I do honestly say that there were teachers in those vacation Bible schools that taught me to love the Lord. They did. Mm -hmm. After Stan and I married, uh, we were married that day, and the preacher was from the member of the Church of Christ, and we were married in the Methodist Church building. So after the ceremony, the preacher came up to me and said, I would like to unite you and Stan in another way. So when you come back from your honeymoon, could my wife and I come and visit? And I said, sure, that would be fine. So they came to visit, and I baked a pie. I thought, you know, the preacher's coming. You have to bake a pie. <laughs> so I baked
0: a pie, yes, and yes. he was very
1: <laughs> humble, very, very sweet, and he started teaching me the Bible. And this probably went on for about three months, and every Saturday night he faithfully came and taught me the Bible. So after those three months, I became a Christian shortly after we married. Wonderful. So that was probably the most wonderful thing that's ever happened to me. So your
0: husband was American. He was. He was. Wonderful. Mm-hmm wonderful that's that's encouraging to, yes to, And then how old were you
1: i was 22 22. Mm-hmm. wonderful
0: how do you prioritize your time and that's
1: that's kind of tough for every one of us women i know that women sometimes feel overwhelmed i know what it's like to have three little boys under three years old i know how hard it is with all the demands on women mm-hmm. that we're supposed to be taking care of but the truth is and i mentioned this today that that Someone talked to me about word over world, word before world. And if you will prioritize your time so that when you first get up in the morning, you have some experience with the word Mm -hmm. and with God, it sets the tone for the rest of your day. And I know it's hard when you have children. You just might have to get up 15 minutes earlier. Don't reach for the phone unless the phone is your devotional. Now, if you've got a Mm -hmm. devotional on there, that may be different. But the first time you start with that phone, everything else starts taking precedence. So you learn to prioritize your time, and you learn what things are important and what things are not. You know, we were talking earlier about what you wear and Mm -hmm. the jewelry you wear. You know, keep—if you say the Lord is first in your life, then put Him first in your life. And if you don't, your kids will notice that. And listen— kids can spot a fraud a mile away most definitely and so if you're saying the lord is first in my life but you know we're really going to miss sunday because we've got a tournament and it's an important tournament in softball you just have to be so careful to make sure in every decision that you're prioritizing and the children and even the world can see
0: that god is first in your life i think that's hugely important it is and i think it's really hard especially for a mom with children academics and schools and stuff, and making that stance and encouraging them to make that stance to put God first. And
1: I think a lot of times in the sports realm, mm-hmm. you know, we had a son that was just really good at basketball. He was really good. But, and then on maybe Wednesday night, he would read a scripture. Do you talk more about how many points he made in a basketball game or that he read scripture on Wednesday night? See, we buy into sometimes this worldly idea of mm-hmm. what success so if our boys had a great ball game, we would say, you know, you need to get on your knees and thank the Lord that you have the talent to do that. Because without him creating you this way, you would not be able to play basketball. So you yeah. need to always, in everything that they do, instead of them having such high self-esteem, always felt like they needed to have high Christ-esteem. Yeah. And everything that you can do so well, you thank God that he's given you the ability to do that. And then you use yeah. it for whatever you can.
0: That's a great reminder because I think today's society, too, it's a a me society. It's, you know, what makes you happy, what makes you feel good. Sure. My way, kind of like what you talked about today, too, about it being my way and not necessarily wanting to do it God's way and being okay with, you know, this, okay, I'm going to go to heaven because, you know, make justifications for missing church or watching that not so great show on TV and setting a bad example and sure to, to do it our way. I mean, to do it, you know, that's the what culture way. sells yeah. tells you that you mm-hmm. can do the culture is telling you that okay. you can get to
1: heaven anyway, as long mm-hmm. as you're happy. God just wants you to be happy.
0: Mm-hmm. The fact of the
1: matter is the scriptures say, God wants you to obey him lovingly mm-hmm. and obey him because you love him, not for any other reason, mm-hmm. but because you love the Lord. And when you obey him for that reason, and, it won't be hard for you yeah. and it won't be hard for your children but you have to teach them that and something i mentioned today is sometimes that's better caught than taught right
0: i loved that quote they're going to watch it's better you. caught than taught yes most definitely because if if we're not practicing what we are trying to teach them then they just they do they see fraud they see the hypocrisy and sure and that makes it hard that exactly of, right and i know like we have um a 14 year old and a 13 year old that you know they or in my daughter, and she, I mean, they, they know, they can spell out things, and if we slip up, because, you know, we're human, we're parents, absolutely. we're gonna, and when we do, man, they are like, hey, but I thought, sure. like, you know what, and that's when you stop, and you're like, okay, I was wrong, that's, please forgive me, absolutely. and then you teach them from that, but it, it is hard, it is, it's it is. one of those things, but because the world bombards us, it does, but,
1: as I said earlier today, if you're going to put Christ first, if you're going to put the Lord first, mm-hmm. then you have to do that.
0: And I think sometimes uh, it makes some situations a little easier, too, though, if you do put Christ first. And like you're saying, if you do read your Bible first thing in the morning and have that mindset, and, and I think and also go back to what you're saying about how when you read certain verses, you'll get certain things out of it. And we've been talking about it in our Ladies' Day, and um, I, we talked about this on a podcast about how David and Goliath, And how I never really thought about that verse of where you know he went out to his brothers and um, told them and asked them what was going on when Goliath came and he didn't answer back to them when his brothers were mocking him and I thought that was kind of interesting where he had this power and had God on his side but he didn't have this attitude this haughty attitude you know and he knew did God's will and I think it is so important to know what God's will is and when things come up if you do have the word of god uh, in your heart then sure. you'll know how to handle those things and sure kind of
1: and you know shadrach meshach and abednego when the king said aren't you buying, bowing down to me and they said well, you know we really don't have to answer you on this but we're going yeah. to tell you mm-hmm. that god will save us but if not then that's okay too we're going to serve the lord regardless." and that's kind of the attitude that we have to have in the world yeah. today
0: yeah and you'd be surprised i mean you maybe you wouldn't be but I, i've been surprised at how many people once you do make a stand and you take that in a loving way in a positive way not in oh i can't do this because you right. know it's against god's word but if you do in a loving way in excitement it does make other people around you it's contagious
1: sure that's exactly
0: right mm-hmm. we
1: were talking a little bit with my granddaughter about modesty on the tennis court and you know and she's trying to be modest and play tennis and she said "Bibi, maybe if I dress like this it'll encourage somebody else to dress like this Mm -hmm. and you know that's true Mm -hmm. it's hard to be the one who's different but sometimes when one is different then another one says oh yes I could do that I mean it takes somebody with courage for others sometimes to stand up
0: most definitely most definitely um, okay. another question is what is the most important piece of advice you can give to women
1: and I guess we've already talked about yeah. it and that's to put the Lord first because it makes the rest of your life prioritized correctly you know I, I teach a lot of ladies classes and I teach a lot about marriage we, we all know there are some days that everything's just not wonderful in the marriage mm-hmm. but you love the marriage and you love the person and because you love the Lord Mm-hmm. And if everybody has that attitude, then you're going to be kind to each other even when you don't feel like it You're going to say I'm committed to this no matter what and work through it So the the most important thing is for the woman to love the Lord more than anything and want to do his will more than anything
0: What would you say to uh, the women who maybe don't have a husband who is a member of the church or doesn't even go to church anywhere? Maybe? The first thing I would say is the
1: husband is not your enemy husband is not your enemy Satan is the enemy here and don't take that out on a husband who's not a Christian it's Satan who doesn't want him to become a Christian it's Satan who does not want you to have a Christian marriage and I would take them right back to the Old Testament to the story of Abigail and say Abigail knew the Lord her husband did not Abigail knew how to take care it said she was a wise and beautiful woman lots of wise and beautiful women can be married to men who are not But Abigail knew what to do and when to do it because she knew who who David was, that he was going to be the next king. She knew the prophecies, and so she knew how to handle things. And I would say the same thing with women who are married to someone who may not be a nice person. I think they said, Nabal, his name means fool. She was a wise, beautiful woman married to a fool. But she knew what to do when circumstances came up. She knew the timing of the situation and eventually became King David's wife. So you just know you make the right decisions for your life you won't be accountable for him you will be accountable for you and he is not your enemy and you need to respect him and love him as much as humanly possible and hope that by your manner of living he'll be converted yes
0: i agree i agree another one how can you make a greater impact in our communities
1: by being in your communities, which is, is a funny thing to say. But the fact is, we can't be salt and light and leaven just from our church buildings. We can't. You can come every, when, every time the door is opened. Mm-hmm. But if you are not serving someone in the community or if you're not trying to help when things need to be done, if there's a flood and you haven't gone to try to help or, you know, people in the nursing home that never have anybody come to see them and you don't go, you can't make an impact unless you're in the community. So just being at worship is kind of a religion with all form and no function. We are to come together exactly like the Bible teaches, but then we're to go out in the world and be the salt, light, and leaven that we're intended to be. So we need to be very active in our communities. We need to make sure that we're involved in things. Your children, can they can play the sports, but you be the example. On Wednesday nights, we had three boys on the same baseball team but at 10 to 7 on wednesday night we took the outfielder and the catcher and the first baseman and went to worship and so people knew that you know they're going to go they're going to take their boys but people get used to that and it gives them the courage to do it Mm -hmm. so we just need to be active we say we love everyone but are we are we out in the community taking care of people who really need we need to look at people through god's eyes and not just the way the world thinks they are we need to look at the homeless through god's eyes every single person is as important to god as you or i and we need to know that and we need to be in the community showing that
0: amen yes (laughs) i agree and it's and i think sometimes um it's hard to do that to get out because like kind of what you talked about too is that we we all have been given a talent every one of us and using it for god and trying to find that way because i know like some ladies like well you know, I don't want to lead a prayer you know for our ladies or or I don't want to have a Bible study, or you know they there's i think women are harder on themselves of what they cannot do, and it's hard sometimes to focus on what you can or are able to do, and like you were saying you know too, in our lay say about just because you're an older doesn't mean that you get to retire either. And so I think I think it is really important to you know keep kind of turning with the age of time and still finding what you are good at and how you can like writing cards absolutely,
1: and- sure, and we need as women to sometimes get out of that comfort zone yes. We may say that's not my talent, but we may have a group of women and somebody needs to lead the singing. Somebody needs to just find out that maybe that is their talent. I think we're very happy being in our comfort zone. Uh, When I went to the homeless people, not to the shelters in Nashville, but to their actually where they live, to lots of the homeless camps, and you're a little bit out of your zone, I mean, but truthfully, when you see a lot of those people and realize how human they are, and that, you know, we went and some of them immediately just wanted to pray. I mean, they wanted us to pray with them, and they just have to get out of your comfort zone to see the rest of the world sometimes, and I think that's extremely important. Maybe that's not your talent, but you saw that there's something there you could do. So every And women, they should try. Every one of us should try to see what we can do, because that's extremely important. And they may find that is their talent. Just give it a try. Yeah. Women are very hard on ourselves to say, well, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can do I mean, there was a time I wouldn't have stood up and spoken for anything. You couldn't really? have paid me enough money. But... I just started doing it because I wrote a book, and then you just trust the Lord that it'll be okay. (laughs) So sometimes we got to get out of that comfort zone. I don't think it's women that we fellowship enough where women pray together and Mm -hmm. sing together. If you remember Lydia, when Paul came to Europe, Lydia was out there at the river with just the women, praying and worshiping, and so we can do that. We just maybe want to get out of our comfort
0: zone and do that. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Another question, our last question, is who has made the biggest impact on you and why?
1: i've been asked this question a lot as far as being in politics and other things but i'm going to be totally transparent here the person who has made the biggest influence on me is the minister who married us and who said i want to unite you in another way because there is a chance i could have never become a christian Nobody had talked to me about becoming a Christian. I'd been to all denominations, you know, for vacation Bible schools and meetings. And, but nobody ever said, let me study the Bible with you. And Brother Maurice O'Neill, who was the minister, he was humble. He was sweet. He, he just wanted to open the scripture and say, Sheila, I want you to be a Christian wife to stand. I want you to understand what the Bible says. And so I honestly have to say that he's the most influential person. Besides now my Lord and
0: Savior, I would say Brother Maurice O'Neill, that is wonderful and i think that's that's really neat and i think that's something that we can kind of take away from that too is to remind us that you we never know whose life you're going to touch and make a big impact because i mean i'm sure looking back and talking to you he would not have ever dreamed of all the amazing women and men that you have helped and encouraged and you and your husband have brought to the lord and raising that fine young men and who they're bringing people to the lord and it's just and i would amazing. have been one
1: of those people that when I walked in the building, somebody might have questioned. And I'm saying that because I've got wedding pictures that I won't show to anybody. And my going away dress was probably, you know, as short as any dress you've ever seen. I, I had, anyway, you might look at me and think, no, she's not a candidate. But we have to be very careful about judging the seed. That's not our job. Our job is to sow the seed, and the Lord will take care of the ground. You know, I've asked people to teach before, and they say, well, they won't listen. Well, that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to keep sowing that seed. There might be a person you think they wouldn't listen, but you don't get to judge the ground. You put it out there and let the Lord do the work. He'll give the increase. So I think we have to be real careful about that. Make sure that we're afraid, well, yeah. they wouldn't listen to me. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. You just have to put the word out there for the ground.
0: Yes, ma'am. And a reminder that they're you know, if you are asking people for a Bible study that it's not a rejection on you. Absolutely but a rejection on the word on God. That's and, a
1: great point. And to Absolutely. remember to
0: that you're sharing God's word, not your word.
1: And love them enough and to love, ask. Yes. Love them enough to ask. Yes.
0: You know? hmm And I think when you love the Lord that much and that's where your heart is. And, uh, you know, you're you're going to feel bad for the people who sure. don't have that love for God. And you haven't found that yet. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out to be with us. I've really enjoyed visiting you and getting to know more about you. And Great. great. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I enjoyed it. This has been Kristen Sampson with the Her Podcast, brought to you by...